Welcome back to episode three of Points and Doinks. Week one of the NFL has kicked off, and we are into waiver wire options for week two. What? It's actually week four, but you know you weren't here episode, last week, episode, so I guess you don't episode count. Episode four. Sorry. Yeah. So sorry about last week. Doesn't count. Uh, Travis ain't here. I apologize for being out. I appreciate Cheese and Tyler picking up slack where I can. We also have Johnny Roca, Mr. Roca, on the horn right now because we have a fantasy football bet. Say hello to the people, Johnny. What's up, fantasy footballers? I'm a little nervous right now. I got to pay this to Brandon, man. Congrats, Brandon, on the win. Yep. So the bet was between Cheese here, our buddy Cheese, a.k.a. Brandon, and Johnny Roca. Whoever won this week was going to have the option of three songs to sing. And uh, Johnny lost, so he's on this to sing one of those songs. Now, what are the three options for him to sing cheese. Well, I mean, I'll give him more than three options because I'll be honest, I thought there was only – I get to pick, so I thought there was only one option. So I was just going in strong with the WAP. So if he doesn't want to sing the WAP, you know, I understand. You know, it's a little explicit. We can go a different route to, like, you guys love Wheeler Walker Jr., so we can go some of his classics like Finger My Butt or Sucked Another Dick Last Night or Travis suggested a Steel Panther song with – which I'm not the, you know, I don't know them that well, but if he wants to go that route, that's more than likely. Or he can go Curveballs and Chair Shouts. We are also a wrestling podcast. He can sing one of the best wrestling things of all time, Shawn Michaels' Sexy Boy. Okay. So, Johnny, I, did, I know you can't hear because we got headphones in. It's strange. But so looks like your options here are you can sing Cardi B's WAP. Oh, my God. <laughs> you, can sing, okay. you can sing Finger Up My Butt by the artist formerly or known as Wheeler Walker Jr. Not formally. He is still known as Wheeler Walker Yeah, Wheeler I know. Jr. That's what. Last time I checked, he's still alive. <laughs> uh, Steel, Steel Panthers, Fat Girl. Okay. Or Shawn Michaels, Sexy Boy. All right. So I don't, I don't think I know any one of those songs. <laughs> so which one would you think is the, would be the easiest, Travis? Sing WAP. Sing WAP. <laughs> <laughs> Sing okay. I have never heard Travis so sure and answer oh, so quickly to anything. I'm, I'm real nervous here, man. So John, Johnny, would you like up. me to play the instrumentals so you can get the groove right? I think we're good, man. Okay, all right. I oh, just want to make Johnny Roca knows the groove. So, all right. so I got here my uh, I got the lyrics and the beat kind of, and uh, I just kind of go from there. Right. Yeah, go for it, pal. All right, here we go. This is for you, Brandon. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. Certified freaks seven days a week. Last pussy make that pull that game week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you fucking with some wet ass pussy. For this wet ass pussy. Give everything you got for this wet ass pussy. Eat it up, nigga. <laughs> extra large and extra price. Put this pussy right in your face. Why feel like the noise like a credit card? I want to ride. Cancel on my side. Spit in your mouth. Look in my eyes. Pussy's wet. I'll take a dive. Put me up in the <laughs> Dude, I want you to put that Big Mac truck dick right in this little garage. <laughs> make me scream. I like make a scream. I don't cook. I don't clean. Uh, but let me tell you how I got this thing. Gummy gobble, be swallowing me, driven me down quick. 
This is fucked up. Okay, fuck that one for a nigga to talk your shit, bite your lip, but for the car and watch that dick. If you really don't know why the fuck them thing. Oh, man, this is fucked up, bro. Now get your boots, got your cut for this wet ass pussy. Got a phone for this pictures of this wet ass pussy. Got a motion to kiss me on this wet ass pussy. Got your rain if you want to see some wet ass pussy. Look, harder. Pro <laughs> coker. I need a handy drink. I need a weed smoker. Got a change. I need a kill cobra. Got <laughs> it with lean over. I got some money and that's what I need. This pussy is just like credit. Got a beer? Well, I'm going to wet it. <laughs> I don't want to spit. I want to gulp. I want to gag. I want to choke. <laughs> Fuck, this is fucked Oh my god! So back in my throat. With the fire pussy deciding, going down, I'm soggy. Playing like the cops behind me and pushes. Fuck it, this is fucked up, bro. All right, all right. I think I think we've done enough, Johnny. I think you've done enough. Thank you. Oh, God, that was fucking. I wanted to. I wanted. I really wanted to hear you say that you wanted to get that little thingy thing touching the back of your throat. You started laughing too much. Oh, that was good. Fuck, man, that was pretty fucked up. He chose a really good song there. So, God damn it. If I, uh, if I get a chance to get him back, I'm gonna get him with a good one. I think that was perfect. Cheese, you got anything to say to him? Worked out perfectly. He said Just worked out perfectly. So, Johnny Roca, we uh, want to thank you for coming on and, the, you know, being a good – Sorry about your, uh, your kicker, Johnny. Oh, you always got to honor a bet, bro. Yeah, she said sorry about your kicker. <laughs> right on. All, All right, right, man. Look we'll, forward to a good show. Yeah, we'll talk to you later, pal. All right, brother. All right, later. Oh, that was great. The fact that he just kept saying, oh, that's fucked up. Oh, oh this is fucked up. I thought for sure that was going to be the song Johnny Roca was going to. I, I, win. I commented on the on the Facebook thing like, hey, do, do WAP. Do like, WAP. Just, I mean, just already prepare for WAP. I mean, I had WAP in, in the bank on Friday. And yeah. then I, posted, I posted a thing on, on the Facebook, so I thought that was pretty obvious what song I was picking. Yeah, yeah, no. And then he's saying, oh, I don't know any of those songs. But he actually rapped it pretty good. He had the beat down and everything. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Oh, I think he's fine. I think he knows he had, that song. He, 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 had the, he had the lyric video up on his phone, I guarantee you. Because <laughs> he started playing the music in the background. I'm like, oh, that must be the lyric video. I was trying to help him out there. I did the, you know, park that little thing in the fucking my garage. I helped him yeah. out. Yeah. I was, I was that that got me going. I started twerking over here. It was great. Yeah. All right, so, yeah, like I said at the top, sorry for not being here last week, guys. You guys did a fantastic job on the show, but we actually have football now. We have not just projections and anything, um, you know, any of that nonsense to just kind of fill time. We have a full slate of games to talk about. So let's, t- let's start with just any, you know, notables, any notes you had on the weekend. Uh, when we go to Tyler first, let's see what, what do you got. What do you got for notes on the weekend? I mean, for me, myself, I went one and one in my two fantasy leagues. Uh, it was tough. It was hard out here for, for you know, my, my number one pick, Michael Thomas. Just, he got, just, he got gets, shut down. Gets shut down, and then now they're talking injury, injury at the end of the game there. Uh, Joe Mixon, Cincinnati couldn't move the ball very well. Le- Le'Veon Bell also got injured. Uh, Carolina seems to be sharing the ball all over the place. Just, I mean, there are a few things that, that didn't go my way, but, uh, some brights, Matt Ryan was slinging the shit out of the ball, even though they lost, still had a very big fantasy day. Um, but Marlon Mack goes out. So Jonathan Taylor looks like he's going to be getting a lot of reps. Uh, 
I mean, just some, so there's some bright spots there. Just because just because you lose week one doesn't mean you're you don't give up too easily. Yeah. So, cheese. Uh, you're only. Are you only in our league? Is that the one league you're that's in? That's the only. That's the only uh, fantasy league I am. So in right. So now. obviously you got the W. Any other notes you had on the week? I did get how, the W, but I could have actually done a lot better. I left about like 50, 60 points on my bench because I had Hollywood Brown, who I said was going to be good this year. He started yeah, off yeah. hot. Yeah. Jameson Crowder, who is Sam Darnold's favorite player, he got a lot of love. But I want to go back all the way to Thursday because we're. I think the big news coming out of that game was the running backs. You had David Johnson for the Texans and you had Clyde Edwards there for the Chiefs. Both of them had really good games. And I mean, I think it's a sign for things to come. I I mean, you guys are both down on Bill O'Brien. I mean, he's, he's okay, but I think David Johnson, I think, you know, good week, one start, obviously, you know, the wide receivers and uh, Deshaun Watson, they were fine, but I think the, uh, the running backs on both of those teams, really showed out this year uh, on that game. Well, on on that kind of note, which which the only time the Chiefs got beat last year were you know, to the to the Texans, Colts I think they lost, but I don't I don't think that was the time that uh, Mahomes was playing and then a couple of other teams and what they what the other teams did was they controlled the time of possession on them. So the Chiefs now have a running back where if they come into a game against a p- offense that they know could hold the ball and keep it away from them, they can in return now, you know, just run with CEH and keep time of possession on their side and kind of shut out the other team from getting the ball back. It's kind of what other teams did to them last year. So I would say like, especially for, you know, the wide receivers and stuff like that, if you got a guy like, like Tyreek Hill, you're going to start Travis Coast, you're going to start and CEH, you're going to start. But if you got a guy like Mikkel Hardman, like high ceiling flex play, you know, some guys like that, you probably don't want to um, start that guy in a against a team that could offensively match them, I would say, because they're going to try and run the ball. Yeah, I think when it comes to the pass catchers for the Chiefs, you're going to want to just start Hill, Kelsey, and that's pretty much it for guys that you're yeah. going to count on. But also CEH, like you could say he could have even done more damage. He wasn't that much in the passing game. There was a couple goal line touches that he wasn't able to punch in. So even he has an even higher ceiling than what he showed in this game. Yeah. I also wanted to say uh, you're welcome, Chiefs. You listen to my Dallas Goddard uh, uh, tight end advice. And him and Zach Ertz look like the only two capable receivers on a fucking terrible Eagles team. Well, it's looking like Zach Ertz might be injured too, so Dallas Goddard's going to be looking to get even more work out of that. And your boys out there with Kelsey and Goddard. So if anybody out there in the league wants to uh, send a trade my way, healthy, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. But, you know, Goddard is on the market if anyone wants him. Yeah. Um, I also wanted to apologize to anybody who took my adv- advice on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay <laughs> offense. Um, I was completely fucking wrong. Um, they, it's early in that game. It looked like that green Bay was going to try and do what we, I think cheese kind of agreed with me that they were going to try and run the ball a bunch and, you know, turn into more of a running attack, like midway through the second quarter, they started airing the ball out. And I don't know if this is because of Vikings defensive backs, a lot of them were rookies young and there's injuries there, but they got fucking Swiss cheesed up there and Aaron Rodgers made them look like idiots. 
I would I would be quick to uh, recount your your judge. I would, I would you know slow down a little bit. It's week one, Travis, and Minnesota's defense is very bad this year. Like I don't they, know. their injury, yeah. their defensive line is injury ridden. Like you said, their defensive backs are all young guys, young guys, or they're also injured in that department too. I think Green, I think Aaron Rodgers just took advantage of a of a pretty beat up Vikings defense, and he, you know. He also went out there and he heard all the shit they've been talking in the offseason. Everybody's been kind of down on, on Green Bay. And he wanted to prove a point. But I don't see him putting up this – having this kind of productivity, like, throughout the whole season. I think the Aaron Rodgers thing is very similar to what Tyler said. I think he – takes a you know he listens to the people out there and he's trying to prove a lot of doubters wrong but I think it also has to do with the Vikings offense that I think he respects them enough that you have to keep throwing the ball because I mean Dalvin Cook got in there late and got some garbage time touches so I think the Packers if they were in a different situation with a different team I don't think they would have thrown it that much later which would have you know that's a lot of points that piled up late but I mean once again I think Devonta Adams is for right now the only surefire guy you're going to start in that lineup and it is week one. So there's some things that I can take away and say, I think that's a harbinger of things to come, but you know, some of the things just like Aaron Rodgers and that Packers passing offense, I want to wait and see. Yeah. It was just one of those things watching quarterbacks around the league. Aaron Rodgers was one of the few guys that I looked at when I was watching him play and saw no timing issues with the receivers. He looked, he looked right. And like I said, that could be case of Vikings defense, but he looked like he wasn't missing a beat with his receivers. Like they were right on and guys like Lamar Jackson look like that too. That's that's not only is that Vikings defense, but that's also with this new season, you don't have, you don't have very much, uh, you don't have any preseason games. So no reps between those uh, first, first team offenses against actual defenses. And then also green Bay is one of few teams who are returning with all the same personnel this year too. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's that familiarity over there, but I, I mean, I'm down on Green Bay as as a team. I mean, not really too down on them, but they have a nice matchup coming up too with Detroit, where it's going to be kind of the same thing, where you kind of have to respect that offense. They're able to move the ball well, and the defense is pretty uh, injury ridden and young. So uh, this upcoming week is going to be good for Aaron Rodgers and a, and a lot of guys on that off offense where I could see like Alan Lazard or uh, Marquez Valdez scaling being a uh, high, high end flex, maybe a low uh, wide receiver two options, but yeah, I mean, they, they have a good matchup coming in this week. Yeah. I think in the waiver wire, deeper leagues, you want to look at those Packers wide receivers. Cause a lot of them are probably out there for the taking and maybe you're not going to, I mean, you could maybe start them this week, depending on all of what your lineup is looking like, but I think it's a, someone you just stash and see exactly what happens with that offense. Yeah. Um, and then, so I went, you guys talked about your records. I went two and two. So I split from week one. Uh, mainly the reason I lost two games was because of a guy named fucking Josh Kelly and the fucking charters not using Austin Eckler. Who the fuck is Josh Kelly and where the fuck does this guy come from? Uh, He's a rookie, yep. and he uh, is looking to be kind of the Austin Eckler of the team because Austin Eckler getting a lot of rushing touches, but Kelly looking to get a lot of passing touches. What about Justin Jackson? I thought they were going to use him as a number two. Like, are they just abandoning I thought so, too, him? and so that's why I drafted him. But uh, if you look on the waiver wire this week, you know, it might uh, switch up those Charger running backs. Yeah, yeah for, no shit. 
from what they were saying with uh, Melvin Gordon being gone now, that they weren't – in the offseason they were saying they weren't going to give more touches to Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler was going to get the same amount of touches he was getting last season when Gordon was in his holdout in that whole situation. And they were just going to take those leftover touches and disperse them between Justin Jackson and Josh Kelly. And, well, it, just looked, and it just looked like Josh Kelly was maybe impressed people in camp and they didn't come out and really say it. And that's what ended up happening in game. Which is fine. Which is fine. That's all cool. I'm like, he gets enough rushes because he rushed for almost a hundred yards. Austin Eckler. The yeah. issue here is that he got, he got one reception, one reception. one reception. Josh Kelly only played, only was on the field for 15 plays and 12 of them were touches in the red zone. Yeah. So I, yeah, I just, it, Threw me could, through a fucking loop. It could also be scheming as well with uh, with now Tyrod Taylor coming in. Phillip Rivers is known to be, you know, he likes to throw to the slot guys, likes to throw to the wide receivers, guys that are close, especially now that he's kind of losing his arm power uh, back there. So Tyrod Taylor could be trying to show that he doesn't need to uh, dink and dunk and not going to be throwing the ball as much to running backs. I would say I, slow your roll on Austin Eckler hate. I mean, he, he was very oh, slow to this. To no, the CEH uh, stuff, but he just didn't yeah. get as many rushing yards as yeah, he did. It just wasn't a yeah. good game script for him either. Yeah, I'm not going to get rid of – I'm not getting rid of him. I'm going to keep starting him. They're going to figure that out. I mean, uh, Anthony Lynn already came out and said, I need to get that guy the ball. I'm just – I was just upset. The game script was, like Tyler just said, was not good and didn't fit. They're not getting the ball to their playmakers. I mean, and they're playing the fucking Bengals, so I don't know what their deal was. I think they'll figure it out next week and come with a better game plan. Any other notes, overall notes you guys have? And then we can get into some guys to, you know, look for in the waiver wires. Uh, I mean, you, you drafted two running heavy quarterbacks in our league, and both of them panned out with Josh Allen. But also Cam Newton. Cam Newton looked very good. It was against the Dolphins, so you got to also take that with a grain of salt. But, I, I mean, as we said, Cam Newton really is going to run the ball a lot for that Patriots offense. And if he's somewhere out there – I. I would assume someone probably scooped him up, but I think he's definitely valuable, especially with typical quarterback scoring because for us, we have a lot heavier uh, points on the passing, but Cam Newton can really get you a lot of points running the ball. They ran, they, uh, he ran the ball, I think, eight times on, uh, on um, what do they call that? Um, playing, playing quarterback runs yeah. in, in the red zone. And he, I think he led the team in rushes with over 15 or something like that. I mean, it was absolutely ridiculous. They schemed up some really good um, RPOs and stuff like that. Uh, Cam Newton's smart, and he looks good. He looks very healthy. Unlike another guy that I want to talk about who's been out of the league for a year, a guy named Rob Gronkowski, if you watched him play, uh, it did not look good. He looks slow. Not up to game speed and just behind the ball, like when he behind the ball in general. Uh, I people went out of their way to draft him, you know, middle of the pack. I I say don't panic, don't get rid of him. He'll get back to game speed, I think, and I think because of the troubles that Tom Brady had this week, he's going to try and hit a comfortable guy. And I think Rob Gronkowski will, you know, play a bigger part in the offense coming up. I was never too high on Gronkowski going into the season. 
So, I mean, I, I think even in our league, I think Gronk went before Dallas Goddard because I scooped him up like at the very end. And so, I mean, obviously you can see Goddard paying off on that front. But I think overall the Bucks' offense, I, I didn't think it looked all that great. I mean, Tom Brady, I was never really that high on him. Definitely not high enough to draft him in the third round. <laughs> <laughs> but, so whoever did that. Yeah, yeah whoever, whoever did that. Whoever did that. But, uh, I mean, even uh, as much as I love the Saints, I think the Saints offense, there's also some question marks there. Drew Brees did not look fantastic. Michael Thomas, wow. as Tyler said, didn't get a lot of touches, rolled up his ankle. Who knows what's going to go on with him? So I think both of these offenses going forward is something to keep an eye on that. Yeah, you know, they put up a lot of points, but I think, you know, outside of Alvin Kamara, I think there's some some question marks. Over yeah, there. go ahead, Ty. Sorry. Uh, I was I was just going to say that, you know, Drew Brees, it didn't look like he threw the ball. I, I think it, I think they said like maybe 10 more more than 10 or less than 10 times past uh, over 10 yards. So he was he was throwing the ball in the backfield a lot to Al- Alvin Kamara or hitting hitting guys on short routes. He threw uh, the ball a couple times and it looked like he was throwing up fucking ducks, dude. Yeah. Um, and and, then, and, I, and I think to, on Tom Brady's side, like I think that was just him not having a, a preseason to get on page with these guys. We saw the play where Mike Evans stops at the top of his route instead of keep going. Tom Brady throws an interception on that play. Like that's just timing and not knowing each other. And I think Tom Brady's smart enough to get on the same page with his guys. Yeah, I think it's just gonna take, like you said, take some time. You know, not having not having the the preseason definitely didn't help, and kind of the weird training camp that everybody had. But uh, Ronald Jones, Ronald Jones looked real good back there. That's that's one of those bright spots of that of that uh, Buccaneers offense uh, to come out of last week. And I think I think he's gonna be on the radar of a lot more guys now of a lot yeah. more players. I'm not buying in. He fucking does this every year. One week he comes out, he looks good, and then you go pick him up, and then they well, don't no, give it well, the ball. It's not – well, that's the thing. It's not that he's not going to come out and perform. It's that, you know, Bruce Arians is going to decide next week, no, I'm not going to I'm not gonna uh, play. I'm not going to play ball like that. Well, Bruce Arians keeps saying that Ronald Jones is the guy. Leonard Fournette got a few touches, didn't get too much action in terms of, you know, getting a lot of yardage or anything like that. So it is week one. Leonard Fournette was only on the team for like a week, so I would assume – as the weeks go on, he's going to get more touches and he look a little bit better. But for right now, Ronald Jones seemingly is the guy, but I don't know what that's going to look like in four or five weeks from now. Yeah. yeah you guys, good. are you guys worried about the Browns offense? Well, I wasn't high on them to begin with, Tyler. Well, it wasn't high on them, but th- there's a lot of offensive weapons that people drafted. You know, OBJ is, is rostered in like every, every single league, you know, Jarvis Landry is is out there. You know who I'm not Nick worried Chubb. about. Who are you, know you not worried about? Kareem well, Hunt. Yeah, because Kareem Hunt scored for a backup, scored decently, and then he got a touchdown call back. He would have been, you know, permit like you guys said, you drafted Kareem Hunt as your RB two. He would have been prime scoring for RB two if he gets that touchdown. But I mean, he performed well, and they got him the ball evenly and all worked out like i said get your playmakers the ball he can't get the ball to fucking obj jarvis landry looks like he's starting to give up on baker mayfield i don't know if this is baker or if this is um you know the offensive coordinator not them not on the same page they also were playing the ravens (laughs) this the one of the best teams in the afc 
Yeah, it's tough. I mean, Nick Chubb only ran for, I think, like 60-something yards this past week. They gave him the ball a bunch, but just couldn't really get the ball moving. But I think it, I think it's a Baker thing. I mean, we've seen this year after year. We gave him the benefit of the doubt last year with Freddie Kitchens and then the year before with an unhealthy OBJ. Uh, by now, it's, it, I mean, you got to look inwards. You got to look at your quarterback not being able to make plays. Yeah, I definitely think it's a Baker thing. Baker just did not look good. He was missing open throws. He did not – I mean, he's like 23, but yet he looked like Tom Brady, Drew Brees in their 40s just throwing terrible throws. And he's been there for a few years now, so you can't really blame on him being young and inexperienced. And, I I mean, I was high on Baker last year. I know Tyler was hoping for that Baker comeback this year. I don't know if that's going to happen. I think the Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt thing is just something to look out because if they do split it, Nick Chubb is a guy who was probably going early second round and you were probably banking on him maybe being an RB1, RB2. And maybe Kareem Hunt's going to, you know, take a lot of those points away from him. Um, yeah, no, I think I think Baker needs to start having fun again. When he is having fun playing football, he performs. And it it's looks hard like to have fun when you're on the Browns. No, fuck, <laughs> no fucking shit, dude. I was going to say, it's hard to, to have fun when you can't. Just keep a hooker around him at all times. He'll have a good time. Where's that girl from the commercial who's his fake wife? <laughs> You just uh, have OBJ get his shit connections on to Baker. Get ba- start getting Baker to be a shit-on guy. Uh, no, no, no. Baker's a piss guy. That's what it, two, piss It's guy. two different kind of people. Got it. Um, do we want to talk about the fact that kickers can win and lose you fantasy games? Because Steven Goskowski missed about 50 kicks last night. Poor Johnny Roca. All weekend long, there was just rough. It was rough go for the kickers, man. There is, there is no coincidence in the fact that we started a podcast called Points and Doinks and we <laughs> about 15 doinks. I was going to make a comment about that, too. Just insane. I doinks mean, cost you points. Doinks cost you points, and that's a goddamn fact. I won, and my kicker had negative one and a half points. Yeah. Um, Steelers running back situation. James Conner doesn't really look good. Then it comes out that he's a he, – I mean, he gets pulled after halftime with a – I believe it was a leg injury. Same thing that happened to him last year that kept him off the field last year. Uh, Benny Snell comes out, and he's running the fucking shit out of the ball. He looks real good. He you guys still looks good. You guys looking to add him on the waiver wires this week? He's an option. He would be an option if someone doesn't already have him in our league. I yeah. think somebody does have him in our league, but for, for uh, most most leagues, I don't believe he he's is on, He's only like 12, I think, in ESPN is what I saw when I was looking yeah. at him. I, I, hold yeah. on. Let me pull this up real quick because I can look and see the percentage of people that have him. <clears throat> yeah, because, I mean, <sighs> he's he was the third string going into this. You had um, James Conner, obviously, the one. And I, I've been trying to pull the second guy's name, and I haven't been able to do it. But he was the third down back, third uh, yeah. down back in the passing back. So Benny Snell Jr. is only owned uh, by 14.5% of owners in ESPN Fantasy. So he's available in most leagues. And he looked really good. I mean, as he got all the second-half touches pretty much, and he was getting good, solid yardage. James Conner, I mean, it sucks because I know some people are probably – they used a high draft pick on him, expecting him to stay healthy and – He's just one of those guys that can't stay healthy, unfortunately, and it just sucks because he has a phenomenal story. And you, you, you feel for, for that guy, but he's just one of those guys that you can't really bank on because he's going to fall apart. Yeah, you've seen it the last couple of years of him not being able to stay healthy. I mean, that first year, him coming out of college, he looked real good. And, you know, when Le'Veon was holding out, he was a great, viable option. And now the injury plague is just 
hit them hard. Most I would definitely. like to. I'd like to talk about the Cardinals defeating the 49ers as I rightfully predicted. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. On the other podcast that I do, but uh, Kyler Murray, I was texting with someone Stud. in this uh, gr- in this group right here that you know Kyler was uh, cooking, and then someone's like, "Oh, he's doing okay." Next drive, runs it in. This fucking idiot. You're talking to this goddamn idiot right here. I am talking to that goddamn idiot over there. And then next thing <laughs> you know, he's like, "Oh, Kyler's looking pretty good." And as I said, <laughs> Kyler Murray is going to be the breakout guy this year. We, 40, we, both, we both fucking were on his nuts. I mean, 49ers, who knows if that's a Super Bowl slump or Super Bowl hangover, but I think the Cardinals are definitely legit this year. Three I'm not, one. I'm not worried one. about the Niners, too, because, like, it's hard to play when you got two of your main wide receivers out. Like, it's just hard to run your offense when they can key in on, you know, But those wide guys. receivers weren't really much anyways. Not much, like, on paper, but in – like in the in a um Brandon in their offense, he is a lot. And I was just gonna I was just gonna say we can't be talking bad about Travis's brain and IU. Don't right? fucking start with me on this shit. But guys, remember it is week one. Like you said, Niners offense couldn't get moving. Tires out that 49ers defense. I mean, De- DeAndre Hopkins looked real good. He got forty percent of the targets. For yeah. I think it was like 14, 14 receptions, hundred and thirty something yards, and a touchdown. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins looks real good. Kyler Murray, he was able to run. I'll, I'll give him that. And I he was say, able to throw the football too. I mean, who was throwing DeAndre Hopkins all those uh, balls? Fucking guy. Hey, yeah, but uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a fucking vacuum. I could go out there and throw fourteen passes to no, DeAndre can't. Hopkins. No, you can't. I you bet can't you even, I fucking could. You can't even throw a fucking NFL size football five yards. And that's the fucking point. That's the point I'm trying to make is that you can pull any average Joe out there and DeAndre Hopkins will still thrive like that. I, that's just Kyler not Murray true. Was good on his feet. I will that say is, but, I, he was good on his feet, but it is week one. Do not get ahead of yourselves. I'm not, not ahead of myself. He, I'm he was doing this right all on. last year too. He did the same thing to the 49ers last year. Fucking guy Made to the 49ers. How did he do the, to the rest of this for the rest of the season? He was pretty four good. Games? They won four games. Hey, fantasy football isn't real football. Yeah, what the fuck are you talking about? You you saved that you saved that real football talk for tomorrow, okay? All right. <laughs> this is fantasy, pal. All right, you guys got some um uh I put together a list here. Do you guys have some options for adding, dropping, streaming this week? Uh one guy I wanted to note is running back for the Los Angeles Rams. Malcolm, Malcolm Brown. Brown. Uh, was not raw. I think the percentage was less than ten percent of teams that he's rostered on. Uh, so I would I would definitely spend draft capital on or not draft capital. Uh, waiver wire use your waiver wire picks on him, just for the fact that I mean he he looked to be the lead runner out of that backfield. Malcolm Brown is rostered in seven point nine percent of teams in the ESPN fantasy league. Yeah, there was a lot of you know question marks about some of these. Backfields, Naeem Hines with Marlon Mack going down. He's definitely going to get a lot of touches. Uh, James Robinson out of Jacksonville. He's uh-huh. only rostered in 29% of leagues in ESPN. He got a lot of touches with Leonard Fournette out. He's a guy that's definitely going to step in there and probably going to be the guy over there. So I think those are definitely the two guys in. As we talked about, Dallas Goddard, I think him and Zach Ertz, that's really the only pass catchers that they got on that on that team. And you know, they run a lot of two tight end sets. Both of them went off last week. Dallas got it, obviously, did a lot more damage, but I think he's definitely a guy you got to scoop up there. 
Jeez, James Robinson didn't just get a lot of touches over there. He got all of them. He got every single touch from the Jaguars. Which Nobody else got a handoff. He got every single handoff. He's the only fucking running back in the league who didn't share touches. So if you need a like, if you have a spot, that is a guy. That is a fucking guy you need to pick up. And like you said, twenty nine percent of leagues. Before okay, so before you start getting into your stuff, we just got some breaking news here. The 49ers are expected to sign wide receiver Muhammad Sanu. Do you see that being Ooh. a fantasy option? Mm-hmm. See any fantasy relevance going into this? Yeah, very much so. That that actually is going to fuck me over on my fucking Brandon Ayuk projections. God. Well, uh, I think if they're going out and grabbing a wide receiver, that the Brandon Ayuk injury is a little more serious than they thought. I think it's the Debo Samuel Samuel's uh, injury. Yeah, but they have – I mean, they just – who just played? Who, who was active for this last game? Was it Debo Samuel? No. Who was it? So they activated somebody right before the game that was questionable going into it. I can't remember exactly who it was. Was it any of those two guys? I mean, we saw the same thing last year with Emmanuel Sanders, and Sanders, I think he had maybe a game or two that he was good, but I think overall just that 49er receiving core, it's – too much of a crapshoot for me to really depend on one of those guys starting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it, I, I question it too, especially if they're just now signing him. Uh, any fantasy relevance this week is kind of under question. He, and it kind of happened with him going to New England last year too, was he's a great football ad. He's a great player to add for your football team. For your fantasy football team, not as much. Strong agree. You ready to get in my list here? Yes, go for it. Okay. So, first off, uh, I want to talk about uh, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky was the fourth, or I think, uh, I think third or fourth top fantasy scoring quarterback this week. He's going into a matchup this week against the New York Giants, and he's owned in about 27% of leagues. If you have a bad matchup, uh, if your quarterbacks have bad matchups and you're willing to take a, you know, uh, a flyer. I say Mitch Trubisky is a guy you can stream this week, not a guy you keep on your team. What do you guys think? I'm always a little question mark about uh, Mitch Trubisky. I think for me, a guy I'm looking at for quarterback would be Gardner Minshew. He looked really good, very efficient in the game uh, this week or last week against the Colts. I 19 for 20. That's, that's a quarterback I'm looking at if I am desperate at quarterback or just even trying to take him away from somebody else. Yeah, 19 for 20, uh, I think he's got one of the highest – I mean, obviously one of the highest QB per – you know, what is, what is what I'm looking for? QB per completion percentage? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, he looked really good, and that is a guy who – I don't know what his uh, – how many people own him or whatever. 14.9. 14.9. Good shit. Yeah, I, I, would, I would agree with Cheese on Gardner Minshew. I, I question I, – I just get worried with Trubisky – uh, he did have a very good game against Detroit last week, uh, but this was, of course, a division game. You know, division games could be a little, you know, a little tougher, a little bit um, harder to judge on how they're going to play the rest of the season, and just the inconsistency that Trubisky brings. I could see Gardner Minshew though definitely being a viable, viable guy who could be somebody who you don't have to just stream this week. Who can, you know. You you pick him up. You can keep him on your bench when if if you really if you really need him to fill out your roster, and he could be a spot start here and there. 
All right, another guy who uh, performed really high this week, uh, Robbie Anderson in Carolina. Now, he is owned in about 70% of ESPN leagues, but he's a guy that looked like when DJ Moore is getting doubled and stuff, he's going to be the second option over there, and he's got very big play uh, uh, potential, and Teddy Bridgewater and him seem to be on a good on the same page. Yeah, and that Carolina team, just that defense does not look very good. So I think that offense is going to score a lot of points with DJ Moore and uh, Christian McCaffrey, the two main guys on that team. But I think Anderson is a guy that, pe- that the defense just has to leave open and kind of have to let him be because there's just too many guys on that offense. And I think he's a guy that could eat. Yeah, and that was something they did in this last week. I mean, I believe the targets were uh, nine to DJ Moore, eight to Robbie Anderson, and an eight to uh, Curtis Samuel. So it's not like you have one clear cut, like we're going to feed this guy the ball. They're kind of spreading the love over there. And, and I think Robbie Anderson is going to be a victim of, or he's, you know, he's going to be, he's going to get a lot of good things out of that being as DJ Moore is going to get doubled and he's going to have a lot of opportunity to score. Um, going to a, from one high power offense to another Russell Gage out of Atlanta who is owned in only 4% of leagues. But since they got rid of Sanu in Atlanta last year, Russell Gage has averaged about eight targets a game since they got rid of Sanu last year. He's one of those guys that I'm really interested in picking up. See, I I have – my thing with that is they also just added Hayden Hurst at tight end, and I could see those two kind of – flip-flopping every week with who's going to get the most receptions, who's going to get more targets. This week it just so happened to be Russell Gage, being as this is uh, Hayden Hurst's first week with Atlanta. And so I could see I could see it flopping to next week. We're talking about how Hayden Hurst got eight targets and, and Russell Gage didn't get that much. Yeah, and another person that I want to throw out there that just kind of came out of nowhere, Scotty Miller. Wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He no just, shit. Huh? I mean, Tom Brady loves that guy. He's only on 3.4% of teams, so he's probably available. And, I mean, if just go and stash him. Maybe not start him because you don't know if it was just a week one thing. But if he continues to get a lot of love from Tom Brady, then definitely a guy that you can start. Guy that slid right into Brashard Perriman's spot over there in Tampa Bay. You telling me Tom Brady likes throwing to a white slot receiver? No way. That's wild. That's crazy. I would have never thought that. Um, going back to Arizona, um, a guy that needs to be talked about here, I think is a good option is Chase Edmonds. He's obviously the n- number two out of the backfield there owned. in I think it says here like 36% of leagues, 30, 36% of leagues. And he was used heavily in the pass offense. Yeah, I think he has decent value just on his own. Obviously, if anything happens to Kenyon Drake, I think it will slide right in there. He got some a good amount of touches in that game against the 49ers. So I, he's, I don't think he's start. He's not a, a guy to start, but he's definitely a guy to, to hold on and to see what happens if anything were to happen to Drake. Because, I mean, we've been seeing that Cardinals offense. Sometimes their bell cow, just something happens to them, and they never go back to him. Yeah, Chase Edmonds, I mean – like you guys were saying, even with Kenyon Drake back there, he was still getting uh, good work, and he still looked pretty talented back there. So uh, that's definitely a guy to grab. Uh, just another bit of breaking news here, which also breaks my heart. Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas expected to miss several weeks with a high ankle sprain. So, Is Michael Thomas still not on the market, Tyler? 
Hey. Just, just throwing it out there. I mean, Hollywood Brown did look pretty good. No, I got I to gotta hold on to Michael Thomas because he could be a game changer once he comes back from this injury. But several weeks without my number one pick is, is definitely uh, – hate to see it. Or my first yeah. round pick, not my number Fucking one. Fucking hate to see it, pal. Hate to see it. Hate to see it. Looks like I'll be grabbing a Traquan Smith for sure. Or you should look into picking up a guy like Willie Sneed from Baltimore. There you go. He The Baltimore offense, they – passed the ball quite a bit against the fucking Browns this weekend. And Willie Sneed got, I think, just as much targets as Hollywood Brown and did a bunch with it. So, And he's a guy who's owned in fucking like less than 1% of leagues. It's absolutely ridiculous. And they're going up against that Texans defense that we saw the Chiefs were able to throw it, run it, do everything they wanted to. So if it's going to be the same thing as it was last week, then I think a lot of the receivers on that – Baltimore. Baltimore. Orioles? Ravens? What team Here we it? go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Jesus. I think uh, you know, that, that offense in Baltimore is going to do some damage this week. Yeah, no, for sure. I completely agree. That's why I have them on my pickup list. And then uh, lastly, a guy um, from the La- our Las Vegas Raiders, Henry Ruggs, owning 23% of the leagues. And I know he went out with an injury early in the game, but he – caught three passes for almost 50 yards super early. It looks like that they're going to use him as a prominent feature in this offense. And not only him, but I think a lot of the rookie wide receivers this week really show that they are legit. I mean, C.D. Lamb was good. Jerry Judy was pretty good. Yeah, they maybe not have went off and put up really high numbers, but they got some targets. They showed good, you know, the talent that they had. And I think a lot of those rookie wide receivers, probably a lot of them are going to be taken. But I think if you drafted them later, they could uh, pay off for you. Yeah, I, I would have loved to see what Harry Ruggs could have done with uh, the entire – with uh, the whole game there. Yeah, yeah, if he would have not got injured, it would have been yeah. interesting to see what happens. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and speaking of the rookies, if Brandon Ayuk would have played, it would have been absolutely over. Oh, bullshit. Here we go again. Uh, <laughs> one, guy, one guy you didn't bring up was Corey Davis out of Tennessee. Are you guys staying away from him? Because we've seen kind of – we've seen this happen before the last couple of years. Big games spark, and then he gets picked up, and then he doesn't do nothing for the next few weeks. Are you guys staying away, or are you guys looking to grab and stash? I'm probably mm. staying away just because – that happened to me last year. I was the guy who picked him up off waivers, and then after he had like a game or two really good games, and then he just didn't do anything the rest of the season. So, obviously, it's more me personally because I don't want to get burnt again. But I'm the same way. I, dra- I drafted him a couple of years ago, and I also got burnt. Has a fa- favorable matchup, though, playing Jacksonville this week. Yeah, no. I mean, there's a lot of good options, especially after week one. Um I just, you know, I listed a bunch. I can't list everybody, so I just pick kind of names that I knew more about, wanted to talk more about. Corey Davis, I'm not too familiar with, so I um, probably would stay away with. Uh, Paris Campbell out of Indy was another guy who got a lot of target share. Uh, Phillip Rivers seemed to love to throw the ball to him, being as Paris Campbell was kind of that slot guy. Took a lot of targets away from T.Y. Hilton. Well, T.Y. Hilton also dropped about three passes. Mm-hmm. 
And if you're going to listen to Travis by picking up Mitchell Trubisky, also maybe look at Anthony Miller. He got 76 yards along with a touchdown last week, only in 38% of leagues. So if you need a wide receiver, that's another guy to look out for. That was the guy Tyler talked about drafting late when we did our pre-draft show. And now with everything going on with Allen Robinson, I mean, he's been talking of the uh, apparently took off everybody, you know, all things bears out of all of his social media, uh, requested a trade today from the Chicago bears in a contract season. So who knows, you know, Anthony Miller could slide into that number one spot. Lastly, I just have some like big veteran names that maybe aren't going to be very valuable, but you just never know. You got Adrian Peterson with the lions. He got a lot of touches oh, I think he'll over be there. Very, I think he'll be very valuable over swift and carry on Johnson. I think swift, even though he did have that, Terrible t- drop the, touchdown pass. He's still going to get some the, time. The issue with Swift uh, with that is Swift gets the majority of the carries inside the red zone. Yes. So, And also Frank Gore with Le'Veon Bell out. But I keep was an just, eye on I the rookie, Michael P. Ryan. Yeah. If there's anybody who can run the football on a shitty team, it's Frank Gore. Uh, I mean, Adam Gase, when he signed Frank Gore, was praising the shit out of him. Now he gets the opportunity with Le'v- Lev Bell being out for a few weeks. Uh, Frank Gore could definitely be a low, low RB two, high flex option. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially with how we've seen that offense run. Uh, any other, anything else you guys got on this week? I got, I got. Well, I have some questions. Are we? Getting oh, I, I got. It? Yeah, go ahead. Get, get in your questions. I got to check and see. All right, I got from our boy Johnny Roca. Who to start in week two? Breeze at. Uh, at in Las Vegas on, I believe that's a Monday night game, or Phillip Rivers versus Minnesota. Rivers had a 50-point game last week. Go ahead, Cheese. Answer that one first. I do think that is a tough one because going up against Carolina, I mean, both of those defenses did get burnt last week. I think I'm a little higher on that Vikings defense than Tyler is. So I think I would go with Drew Brees in Las Vegas. I think, I mean, I don't know. I I mean, I just did kind of bury Drew Brees and say, I didn't think he looked that great with Michael Thomas out as well. I think it is a, that is a tough one to really predict because who knows what that offense is going to look like without Michael Thomas, but Michael Thomas didn't do anything last week and they did perfectly fine. So if I'm going to pick one, I'll pick Drew Brees. Give me something that I know because he's been in that offense for a long time. F. Yeah, um, I'm on the same page with that. Just because Drew Brees, I mean, in the event that he doesn't throw the ball down the field, he's still going to be able to get the ball to um, Alan, um, uh, Alvin Kamara in the flat, and he's going to basically make yardage for Drew Brees. We've seen it this past weekend when he was, you know, passing for – I think he passed for in the air for an average of like four yards. Everything happened in the flat. So – and. Philip Rivers just doesn't look comfortable yet. He was starting to get there, but not quite. And they're going into Minnesota. I know we just talked about their defensive them them getting burnt in the backfield, but I'm still just kind of uneasy about Philip Rivers. So I would probably go with Drew Brees as well. Uh, this is where I'm going to differ from you guys. I'm going to go with Philip Rivers here. I mean, Drew Brees. You yeah. said you said uh, uh, this past week that he looked to be all right without Michael Thomas. I mean, this is one of the lowest scoring weeks. He only passed for 160 yards. He did have two touchdowns. Um, I could just see, I, I like 
I do not like Minnesota's defense at all. And I, I could see the Raiders secondary stepping it up this week. And, and with, especially with Michael Thomas being with the news of Michael Thomas being out for sure this upcoming week, I could see uh, Phillip Rivers being the better quarterback here this week. So they got lit up by Carolina. So are you saying Carolina has a better overall offense than the Saints? I th- well, you know what? Fuck it. I will say it. Look at look at who's out there. DJ Moore, very very good wide receiver. Robbie Anderson, look at look at the stats he put up. Curtis Samuel does good, and they have the best running back in the league in Christian McCaffrey. I say I say without Michael Thomas, that's actually an accurate without, statement. Without Michael Thomas, without Michael Thomas, that's an accurate statement. Okay, just. Trying to make conversation. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, I'm no. not trying. I'm not trying to hate on your Saints, pal. I'm really not. But yeah. Uh, did you get any questions, Cheese? No, no one loves us. Yeah, n- n- everybody. Nothing, nothing from you. I have one more here. I have one more. Um, this comes from listener Eric Moore in San Lorenzo. Oh, nice. His question is: What do you guys think about OBJ sucking ass in Week One, and what to do with him in Week Two? Can he be trusted? Shout out Eric Moore. Fucking love that guy. Uh, I'm pretty sure he doesn't suck ass. He just gets shit on. Might be two different things. Yeah. But I do, mean, do a better joke next time, Val. Nah. You gotta he get would, it in he there. He would suck shit, not ass. Uh, well, yeah, he doesn't. Know. He doesn't like it in his mouth. That's a whole different kind of kink. Do I need to like? Come on, guys. I didn't know the bathroom. Now we're kink. Now we're kink shaming here. Fantasy, we don't kink shame on the podcast. Fantasy football podcast, not a fantasy kink podcast, fellas. Come yeah. on. That's my other podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, I, sh- I sh- want to fucking hope that they could figure it out over there. But I don't know if they can. And the problem is, is that if you drafted OBJ, you probably got him. You probably got him as wide receiver one slot, and he's just not performing that way. Look, at this point, you're gonna take a you're gonna take an L on his overall productivity for the season. But there's not much you can do except for sit and hold on, hope he turns it around. Yeah, and with him playing on Thursday, you gotta make a decision. I think you're gonna start him regardless because you did draft him so high, and. I mean, it is the Bengals, so I think this could be a high-scoring game. I think he could stack up some points. I think he'll do better this week, but I just don't know if he's going to produce that wide receiver one that you wanted him to. So, so let, me, let me give you this hypothetical here. Say OBJ goes five receptions, 70 yards, and a touchdown this week. Are you holding on to him, or are you going to use that as leverage and try to get rid of him? It just all depends what you can get for him. Yeah, the problem I see is that nobody's gonna nobody's gonna bite on something. Maybe you know what? There is another guy. He actually is a um, he's actually a co-host on another podcast who might be dumb enough to bite for that. <laughs> I get who you're talking about. Cheese looked a little lost, but I know exactly. I, I don't know here. what you're talking about. Yeah, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, know him very well. You know, no, I don't think I don't think he knows them at all. Don't worry about it. Okay, yeah. You don't know. You don't know. It's it's a different guy. Yeah, the different different, fr- different friend of ours that does only one podcast. Yeah, different. Totally different friend of ours. Uh, but uh yeah, no, I just you're not going to I think, gonna, I think I, that I don't there think are people who another third fourth rounder for him. I think that's the thing. Yeah, you're good. Well, you're going to 
You have yeah. to take an L. Yeah, I don't think you'll be able to get a, a wide receiver one in return. Maybe, maybe you get a, a wide receiver two with some with some upside, or even trade for one of those rookies who has who has a high high ceiling but a low floor and take the shot on that. Would you rather take a shot on a guy like that or stick with OBJ? I mean. Maybe Ruggs, just because I think he has the possibility of being the yeah. guy there. I think Jerry Judy, I mean, I think he has not, the upside, not, but not just he's The problem on. is not there in Denver Broncos offense. That's okay. the issue there. Are you guys OBJ, CeeDee Lamb? Uh, CeeDee Lamb. OBJ. Okay. Kind of torn between those two. That's, that's tough. Yeah. I just I, – yeah, that's a, that's a shitty situation. yeah that was stupid i didn't mean to do that all right uh is that all you guys got uh yeah what do you have travis yeah no i'm i'm out i've exhausted all my research for this week so uh guys good luck out there on the on the waiver wire have a good week too and um I play Travis in a league this weekend. I'm going to beat the shit out of him. I can't wait. Are we getting a bet going on this one? No singing? Nah. We, we don't do singing bets out here. We do cash. Cash only. Well, you want to fucking put your money where your mouth is on something, dude? Dude, I want to put my mouth on your mouth. <laughs> that, that got him. That flustered him. <laughs> I'm in his head now. He might lose just because I said that. How am I going to lose? I don't play. <laughs> what are you talking about? You don't play. You can Those guys up, play. You can set up your lineup bad. Yeah, well, I'm not an idiot like you. Hey, man. Okay. Like me, I got fucking shit. I got shit out of luck. I had th- I had one guy produce more than more uh, over double digits, and it was my quarterback. Everybody else was under 10 points this week. Damn. That's bullshit. That's straight up bullshit. All I know is I'm facing Hardy this week, so you're going to be seeing a preview of the championship game week two. Yeah, good luck. Nah, I don't know about I don't know about all that. Oh Aren't yeah, by the, the way, division? that's okay. By I play way. Dominic in week okay. three, so I get a bye after that. That's it. That's two buys. Yeah, yeah sucks. Sucks to be sucks to be you, cheese. That you guys are in the same division, so I don't think you guys can make it to the uh, Super Bowl. Whatever. Ugh. All right. Um. Points of Doinks, Cheese, Tyler, Travis. Have a good fantasy week, guys.